0: We're live. Welcome to the show. This is not the Ontario AgCast. So if you were tuning in, hoping to hear our regular show, you are going to be disappointed. This is <laughs> us having a coffee and talking with our good friend, Trent Luce. Hey, Trent. I,
1: I'm showing you my coffee cup. Can you see that?
0: And here's mine. You see what's on my coffee cup for the people that are listening, which is everybody. Mine's, got a, like mine's got a cow, cow on it, and it says yeah. Entre Manure.
1: Do you not have a loose-tails cup, window?
0: I do. Actually, I think I have a couple, and they both got stolen by my kids. Oh.
1: Well, they need to come and see me.
0: That'd be a fun family trip to Nebraska, sure. So, where you? you're not in Nebraska today, though. Where are you?
1: Well, I'm in Duncan, Oklahoma. Landry and I made our nine-hour journey south. We do that each year, the third week of November. It is officially called the Fall Classic and there are pigs in here from every size. I'm gonna estimate 10,000 pigs at this particular event at the Stevens County Fairgrounds. And most of the pigs that are here are going to be taken home, purchased, and taken home by youth exhibitors in Texas, Oklahoma, Mississippi, um, New Mexico, Arizona, and they will be their junior livestock projects for the winter and the big shows. 4-H FFA kids are here. It's quite the event.
0: Well, good luck. I hope that goes well for you. I hope you do well at the sale.
1: Landry was just telling me, Dad, we have 12 dead of pigs here. we got to wash them all.
0: Washing a pig. I'm sure they're used to getting washed, though. No. No, okay. We just thought we would touch base with you and talk about the U.S. election, or as we like to refer to it, the day the liberals lost their minds.
1: <laughs> no, no. Liberals lost their minds a long time ago. It was the day of the awakening that everybody else understood the liberals lost their minds. They've not had a mind for quite some
0: time. Admittedly, though, it it was a surprise to a lot of people that that Donald Trump is the new president-elect. Correct. Okay, so two things, I guess. One, I would like to just get your take on why we should not be afraid of a Donald Trump presidency and why middle America is not made up of racist, misogynistic rednecks is number one and then we'd like to talk trade just for a few minutes but mostly the first thing you're on trump's agriculture advisory committee along with about 60 other people by the looks of it and a bunch of governors from republican states and some big names your nebraska governor pete ricketts is on that committee as well and and there's trent luce's name right above forrest lucas of lucas oil so congratulations on that
1: Thank you, but I want to point out that that list is long, but almost every single person on that list is hands-on in agriculture. You mentioned Pete Ricketts, who is not hands-on in agriculture. He's my governor of Nebraska, but he's a businessman. He, he, when he was elected governor of Nebraska, it's almost a mirror image, other than the rhetoric, I, I need to add, of Donald Trump being elected president. And that is that he comes from the business sector. His family has been uh, TD Ameritrade. They started that business. And so he understands what it takes to build a strong economy. And that's what got Donald Trump elected, was the fact that we we have run our debt through the, I don't even know what a trillion dollars is, and they talk about a trillion dollars in debt. The bigger problem is that we have 94.5 million Americans that are drawing some form of government assistance.
0: I've yeah, heard that 4. number trend. 94.5, that means like one out of almost every three Americans is getting some kind of government assistance? That's correct. Well, that, that's a liberal policy, I guess. That is a liberal
1: policy, and that's why I said at the beginning liberals lost their mind a long time ago. And the reason that so many people are upset is that we now have one in three Americans who are tied to the government. If they're not employed by the government... They're receiving a handout from the government, and and we have moved into this two-class society where the people who, and what troubles me more than anything, Wendell, is that we have so many Americans who are so complacent in allowing ourselves to be dependent upon the mother teat. I mean, uh, that that should only happen in the pigs. The pigs (laughs) should be dependent upon their mother. We have the ability, the intelligence, and the resources to create an independence, which our forefathers, as written by this little book that I carry in my pocket all of the time, and if you can't read it, it says the Constitution of the United States was all about the uh, freedom and the pursuit of happiness, and we have lost the pursuit of happiness because we're we're content to sit back and allow the government to provide things for us. And this boat, this boat was 100% about. The working-class American citizens who if you want to call us rednecks we're pretty fine with that if you want to call us Budweiser drinking rural Americans we're fine with that I don't care what label you put on it we want the country back we want the country back to where people who work an honest day's
0: work are paid an honest wage and we produce something that people need F- yeah, fair fair enough but it is being played definitely on this side of the border and you, throw us in with California and New York and Washington State I guess that Donald Trump is definitely you know leaning white and that that's a big part of how he got elected.
1: I agree that that maybe is how it's being played that's no way shape or form what he's ever said. What he said was If you're in this country illegally, if you're one of the 12 million illegal aliens in the United States, odds are pretty good we're going to come around you up and take you back to where you came from, because the word illegal should jump out at you. If you're in this country, an immigrant, which as you know, as well as Canada is, is a country of a collection of immigrants, if you're in this country, went through the legal process to become a citizen, you have nothing to worry about.
0: that's that's
1: absolutely nothing to worry about.
0: When you stop and take a look at Canada's immigration policy, what Donald Trump is proposing is not any harsher than what we are proposing. There's there's two things that could happen here. He could follow through with some of the outrageous things that he said, uh, you know, and and that I think would be cause for alarm. Or he could just not follow through on any of the things that he said, in which case all of the people that voted him in are gonna be sorely disappointed.
1: He will follow through on the things that he said. But what he has always said, no matter how the global media portrayed it to our friends in other countries, is that we're going to follow the law. We've had people talking about immigration reform. We do not need immigration reform in the United States. We need to enforce the immigration laws that we currently have on the books. Why would any country be content to knowingly have 12 million people illegally in the country and just say, oh, well, that's the way it is? That's, that's putting your country and your people at risk. And what Donald Trump has said at the, from the beginning, and it doesn't matter, the, the media continues. Even though the election is now, uh, what are we, 10, nine days past the election, we still have media trying to poke holes in what he's saying every day because they hate the guy. And they hate the guy because he just simply wants to come back to America first. Once we get the American citizen in the best possible place, We then continue to develop and culture the relationship that we have with our friends. And nobody's a better friend
0: than Canada. Well, I'm glad you said that because that leads to the the second thing that we're concerned about when we look at a Trump presidency, trade. You're our biggest trading partner. He is going to open up some of the trade agreements that are in place. Is that good or bad for Canada and other countries around the world?
1: Number one, I'll come back to what I said beginning. He's a businessman. 3% of the world's population lives somewhere other than, excuse me, 3% of the world's population lives in the United States. 97% of the world's population lives somewhere else. We cannot, a resource-rich nation, we cannot put a limit on trade. What we do want is fair trade, and we want everybody to be on an equal playing field when it comes to trade. And quite frankly, I think our friends, like Canada and Mexico, should be reaping the rewards from a trade policy that is based upon the realities of the world, based upon science, not based upon some emotional plea of a political campaign, which we've seen happen, in particular, from Asian countries. There is in no way, shape, or form the United States can withdraw from trade, particularly with our great friends like Canada. I I have no reservation, no hesitation at all about that.
0: And, and Pete Ricketts, your, your friend and governor from Nebraska, just recently came back from a trade mission, actually was in China when the election was going on. That's correct.
1: He was in China because uh, in two, our trade our beef trade, excuse me, let me qualify this. Our beef trade with the Asian countries is a third of what it was in 2007. Uh, let me remind you that we had an election in 2008, and we've had an administration in place since 2008 that I'm not real fond of, but we need to get beyond that. And so while uh, people are all worried about, well, oh, the United States is going to withdraw from trade, my governor, Pete Ricketts, is in China talking about how we're going to open up and increase. And he, we've doubled the trade in the past two years from what it was at the low in 2007. So we're making progress. We're going to continue to do that. Because, quite frankly, nobody has a greater availability of resources and the infrastructure to get it to the people that need it. So the whole negative stigma about trade, again, to me, is simply people trying to plant this seed of doubt and concern and, quite frankly, fear about Donald Trump as president. Because for one important reason, guys, he's challenged the establishment and he's put the establishment on notice and said, you know, We can continue to do what we've been doing, or we can fix it. And everything that you're hearing outside of this country is because the establishment is scared that their security is at risk.
0: I think you're exactly right, and I think that's why people voted him in. I happen to agree with you on the the trade issue with Canada, that just because some of these trade deals get opened up again and, and renegotiated, I'm not sure that that's necessarily all bad for Canada. If we have a product that the US needs and we're a good trading partner, why should it matter whether we revisit some of these issues? I'll tell you the thing that I am more concerned about is if we maintain our current direction on environmental policy and you guys back off on some of the things, pull out of the Paris Accord, fire up some of the coal plants that have been put down, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with. I think that from a business standpoint makes a lot of sense. I think we could be at a serious disadvantage in terms of the cost of doing business to you guys.
1: Oh, I think you're at a tremendous advantage actually, Wendell.
0: Oh well that's good news. I'm um, what a relief.
1: Well, because you have tripled no excuse, sorry, you've doubled your hydro cost in the past five years. You're gonna double it again in the next five years, and the conservatives in Canada are gonna be so upset you're gonna have a Donald Trump In Canada, you're going to have a win-win for everybody because the Liberals will finally get their day in court and be told, go home, we don't want your socialism anymore.
0: The only problem is that our population base that represents your Canada and New York City makes up a huge chunk of Ontario. Our Toronto base.
1: Are they legal or illegal citizens? We could round them up.
0: Yeah, I haven't done a head count, so I'm not exactly (laughs) sure. Hey, we, we want to wrap this up. Because we yeah, we we can go on and on if we if we really want. But the best thing that's come out of this whole election and, and Donald Trump, and you may have to ask Landry about this, is the the Obama Joe Biden memes that are on the internet. I, I never paid any attention to who Joe Biden was, but I think you know, from what I can tell just in the last twenty four hours, he might be the best vice president you guys have ever had. I'm at a loss for words. I know, Landry, Landry can help you. Yeah. He'll be he'll be the best
1: former vice president we've ever had with an emphasis on the word former all
0: right
1: well and and by the way let's not forget uh donald trump ran as a team and i think everybody in rural america particularly the evangelical crowd is quite happy to have mike pence as the vice president because the guy is a a sound mind he uh he, he believes in the constitution and wants to get back to the visions that our founding fathers have, and th- that's really where we have strayed. Is we've gone too far away from that, and so we're pretty happy with the team. And you know, let's face it, this was a, a landslide because we have 3,144 counties in the United States. Do you know how many of those counties Hillary Clinton won?
0: I'm guessing the number's pretty low.
1: Less than five percent.
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty red on the map.
1: 5% of the 3,144 counties voted for Hillary Clinton. Yep. Yeah. That in itself. And by the way, those 5% of the counties are the largest populated counties. And where the pollsters went to and why they were so screwed up, because they didn't show up in rural Nebraska to do polls. They went to those large cities to do polls, and she won about 150 counties out of 3,000. Guys, that's a landslide. And Take is- notice.
0: And she didn't do as well as Obama did in some of those counties either.
1: New liberals in Vancouver. You're on notice.
0: So, So Trent, you're likely, you have to go now and probably do a CNN interview or something like that. But I feel my take on the U.S. election is balanced a little more than some people's because I know a lot of people in middle America and the people that I know that tell me that they support Trump are not racist, misogynistic, rednecks. Well, rednecks maybe. But I trust the people that I talk to and I really don't believe that um, you guys would put that kind of a a person in office so uh, thanks for taking the time and and hopefully we enlighten some people up here that have only been getting MSNBC and uh, CNN and some of the popular press so appreciate your input and have a good hog sale.
1: After you've had the Wendell and Christine show, CNN and Fox News, I wouldn't
0: even take the call. Talk to you later,
1: buddy. Thank you.